0: As we move from crisis to crisis, most of us long for a time when we could control our lives, plan for the futures, and make meaningful contacts, connections that would benefit us both spiritually, sustain us mentally, and provide us with a platform for building a more successful career. If this interests you, stick around and hear how Aaron Walker can help you take ownership of your life and create a better, more satisfying future. Hey, I'm Zachary Alexander, and I want to thank you for joining us on the subscription maker podcast. Aaron Walker mentors clients who want to make the most of their days and live to the fullest. From business success to spiritual development, Aaron provides guidance that helps you reach your full potential. Aaron, welcome to the subscription maker podcast,
1: Zach, how's it going, buddy? You doing
0: well, doing well. So I wanted to ask you, how would you describe Living each day to the fullest. Now I know that might be different for a lot of folks, yeah. But you know, but we've we've been going, we've been in crisis mode for so long that yeah. some of us may have forgotten what that means. So would you t- uh, would you help us out here?
1: Yeah, you know, Zach, there was a time in my career, sixty two now. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, native Nashvillian. I've been here all my life, and uh, there was a point in time in my life where it was really just about making money. I was very focused on achieving and accomplishing, and back in 2001, August 1st, I had an automobile accident. I ran over and killed a pedestrian, and it gave me a whole new paradigm shift for what it means to live life to its fullest. What I discovered was is that uh, the brevity of life, you know, man, it can, t- it can deal us uh, a-, a bad spot pretty quick if we're not careful, and I started thinking through what that looked like. And for me, it's not just the success, but it's the significance. And that's what was missing for me, Zach, was I was living a life of great success financially, but I had no significance in my life whatsoever. So now each and every day, you know, I try to live it to its fullest by being available, by being a giver and not a taker. And really enjoying the the time God has given me today to be present in each and every moment. So if you want to live your life to its fullest and you want to accomplish that each and every day, uh, for me, I'm a Christ follower. So I look to him for direction, for guidance, and uh, make sure that I'm being the giver and not a taker.
0: So are there some tips you can share with us that'll help us out or help us live our lives to the fullest?
1: You know, I I think that it's different for every person. We've got to first determine what our objective is. What is it that we're even trying to accomplish living uh, out our life? But for me personally, some of the things that I have to do is I have to have uh, an established, clear set of goals and priorities. And the way I started doing that was is that uh, I have clear core values. And I probably want to go over these with you just for a second so you can understand the reason that I've done this is that my first core value is relationships matter most. It it doesn't matter what we're doing, whether we're selling a widget or whether we're uh, doing a service based business, we have to be clear on what our core values are. So for me, relationships matter most. I want to make it amazing. I don't believe in excuses everything is figure outable and then truth before opinion. And for me, that helps me live life to its fullest. So really establish a clear set of goals, really have those priorities in front of you as to what you're wanting to accomplish, have those core values outlined clearly. Um, for me also, I'm very big on time management. I think that we've gotta develop good habits around time management. And I don't like to waste time, right? The Lord gave us 24 hours. I want to maximize those to the fullest. The other thing is, I told you I was 62 years old, but I still have a trainer at the gym. I watch what I eat. I take care of myself physically and mentally. I have a coach, a mental coach that helps me understand why I do the things that we do. Uh, I love building relationships. So uh, cultivating relationships ongoing is something that I try to do. Uh, i could go on and on zach i don't know how many you want buddy but those are some of the ways that i personally really uh try to live life to its fullest and i guess one of the biggest that i deal with on a regular basis is uh really understanding how to maintain a healthy work-life balance and so for me that's always a struggle because i love to work but i need to be present for my family when i'm at home so those are just a few tips that I'd like to give you that could help you live life to its fullest.
0: Okay. Once we've taken control of our lives, what steps could you suggest or would you suggest for becoming less isolated? You know, basically we've been yeah, hanging out at question. home. Yeah. Is there anything else you, is there anything that you would suggest?
1: Yeah, there's a lot I would suggest around that. Isolation is the enemy of excellence. And if we want to excel in life, we've got to be in community. I'm convinced that God created all of us to be in community. And so I would say get accountability group, get a peer advisory group, get a mastermind group, a connect group at your church, a small group, be involved with people that can really point out your superpowers. They can really see what the kryptonite is in your life and walk with you on that journey or even the hard part. And that's identifying your blind spots and being able to throw the flag on those blind spots and so i invite and i welcome feedback i zach send out letters to buddies and say hey how do you see me reacting in this area do you see me being polite to my wife and kids and do you see me really being present when i'm in the conversation i'm inviting that constructive criticism because i subject myself to the scrutiny of other people so that i can get better along the way Okay. Now you've asked, you've, you've
0: talked about asking other people to evaluate what you're doing, but how do you know when things are working?
1: Yeah. Well, the evidence is in the outcome, you know, there's tasks that I want to accomplish each and every day. And we measure, uh, the data that supports the outcome. And so if you can't measure it, you know, you certainly can't grow it because we don't know if we're moving in a forward trajectory. And so I implement Brian Moran's Uh, process to where we do the 12 week year. We identify the large goals, the three things that we want to accomplish in this quarter. And then Zach, we reverse engineer it. And once we reverse engineer it, I know the task that I've got to work on each and every day in order to accomplish that goal. Most people focus on the goal. That's the wrong way to go about it. We've got to focus on the task. If we'll do the task, the goal will take care of itself. So
0: I recently spoke with Elaine Pasca. She works with pro athletes and overachievers to help them make better decisions. You know, when people are stressed, they tend to do, you know, they do things that are out of character. So I, when I looked at your your site and I was looking at Iron Sharpens, Iron Masterminds, I kind of felt that that was doing the same thing. So Aaron, how would you describe ISI uh, Masterminds?
1: Yeah, well, I would say we're a collective body of small business owners uh, that have great aspirations to grow, uh, people that have an alignment with our worldview, they have similar core values, they want to be challenged, they want to work hard to aspire, to accumulate, to be able to support their families and then have extra revenue to give away, to make to charitable causes. Uh, we've always got to be looking outward, not inward. And that's where I really messed up. And that's what I discovered when I had that automobile accident, that nobody cared that I had resources, but my immediate family. Nobody cared that we had a beach house. Nobody cared we had a fancy house here and fancy cars. It didn't impact the lives of other people. So what I'm trying to do in Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind is get people to understand it's not all about us, Zach, me and you. It's not all about us. It's about other people. And if we can focus on them, that natural reciprocity comes back 10X, 100X. Uh, We just need to really focus on other people. So for me, it's being a great servant leader.
0: Now, I saw a testimonial when I was looking you up on LinkedIn. And it said, when high-level entrepreneurs get in the same room, movement happens. It does. So what is a high-level entrepreneur?
1: yeah well you know we all have different measuring sticks right and we got to be careful measuring ourselves against anyone else because you're never going to win that game i don't care what room you're in there's going to be somebody that's got more expensive toys they got more zeros in their bank balance than you and they live in a bigger house we'll get real trouble comparing ourselves for me a high level entrepreneur is somebody that is very focused they living life very intentional Whether you make $100,000 a year or $100 million a year, right? It's what is it that you want? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And Zach, that's a really hard thing for most people to answer. Most people just want bigger, better, shinier, faster, just give me more. But what I've discovered is is that in order to live a life proactively, we've got to be very intentional and we've got to answer some very difficult questions and those questions uh, arrive when you answer the question what it is that i want i even wrote a document called what do i want and you're welcome to go to my website viewfromthetop.com and download that resource for free and then you can discover what it is that you want once you identify that you surround yourself with other like-minded people you can also be in a room with people where they're going forward because they are high level entrepreneurs at that point
0: so, Aaron, I got a I've got a theory I want to run past you. Okay. I talk to a lot of people and they seem to confuse innovators with entrepreneurs. Now I believe that innovators and the innovators ma- the mindset is one wanting to do things better. It's it's why a lot of people thrive in corporate environments. On the other hand, I see an entrepreneur is focused on creating additional revenue streams. And I believe that when I hear someone who's telling me about different revenues, different ways to make money, different opportunities Mm. that I'm talking to an entrepreneur, what Mm. do you think?
1: Yeah, that could be true. You know, when you think about the differences in those, an innovator really is somebody who introduces new creative ideas or they've got some new method That they're doing something with uh that maybe there's a new product or maybe there's this new process uh that they're using and they've got the capacity to successfully bring those to market right that's an innovator an uh, an entrepreneur if you will is somebody that will take these things that are already created and um uh maybe pour gasoline on them, right? They they they've got the ability to go out there and implement these strategies. So yeah, I just think the innovator is somebody that's real creative, right? And whatever that field is.
0: Right. I, I guess what I'm getting at is is what I'm seeing is, you know, someone once told me you gotta you you can't be emotionally committed to a job. You commit to people. Mm-hmm. You know, because there, there's a True. situation where you may have to do other things right you might have to find other opportunities not because of of who you are or or something you've done i'm a child of the 70s you know i Mm -hmm. can remember when the automakers were flying high right and all of a sudden the japanese came in and started to eat our lunch right you know i was just talking to someone recently about boeing and they were talking and Mm. uh, she and i were talking about how Mm. uh you know boeing and the uh the Baldwin Award, you know, the quality mm-hmm. award. And we were talking about that that uh manufacturer's mindset. You know, that's where I come from. But there came a point where people had to look for something else. Right. You know, those jobs weren't there anymore.
1: That's and when you they- need to become the innovator.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, right, right. You're not just stuck in the rut doing it this way or no way. Uh the innovator takes what he has and makes something amazing out of it right he's like hey we'll figure it out like my fourth core value everything is figure outable that comes from an innovator mindset it's like my team knows not to come to me and say we can't do something i'm like hey figure it out there's a way to do this that's being innovative
0: now do you think hanging out with other entrepreneurs sharpens that that innovator skill set
1: yeah well i'll give you an example so i do a program called the summit and we do that with eight entrepreneurs there's a financial threshold that you've got to meet in order to be in this particular room the reason is is because they have different things that they deal with outside of a person that wouldn't have that threshold of income And there was a guy there recently that uh, has an amazing business, but it's kind of newfound money. This is something that's kind of relatively new to him. And when I say this amount, I'm not saying it to impress anyone. I'm just using it as an example for the benefit of this show. But recently, he started making between 5 and $10 million a year. Now, he's not done that previously. And so one of his challenges was time. He said, hey, I don't want to miss my little girl's birthday. I don't want to be away from home. Uh, But in order to do this, I speak on big stages where there's, you know, 10,000, 15,000 people in attendance. And I can't always say when I'm going to be away from home because we have to have the venue and there's dates around it. But it's caused a real conflict. And so in this room, we were talking through it and we finally realized we were trying to solve a time problem. That's what he was faced with. It wasn't an income problem. The income is amazing. We were trying to solve a, a, a time problem. One of the entrepreneurs sitting across the boardroom table from him said, I've got a solution for you. He said, oh man, I can't wait to hear this. He said, you need to buy a jet. He said, what? He said, well, you said you were going to quit if, uh, you couldn't solve this time problem and you're making five or $10 million buy a jet. And you know what happened the next day? We introduced him to a guy that has an executive aviation firm and they worked out a deal and he solved his problem. So you tell me, Zach, you think that being in a room with other entrepreneurs is not beneficial. See, we think outside about, we don't know what we don't know. And many, many times we're confronted with situations and we don't have the filter. We don't have the life experience. We've never been down this road before. And other entrepreneurs can look at it from an objective perspective. They're unbiased. They, they don't have any emotions involved and they can make a logical decision. So for this guy, that particular mastermind, which we call the summit, uh, probably made him tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars as a result of his problem being solved by another entrepreneur.
0: Now, I think listening to what you just said, I think I also heard something else, you know. I also sent. I think I heard that it doesn't matter what industry you're in. No. Yeah. You know that That's- nobody's sitting there going, "Well, you know, you you're doing this new thing, and I'm I'm doing something that my yeah. that was passed down to me from yeah. my parents. Yeah. And you can't teach me anything.
1: That's yeah, not no. what I was hearing. No, not at all. You know, it's funny you said that. Uh I was reading in Ecclesiastes this morning, chapter one, and it said there's nothing new under the sun. That's what it says. Everything is futile. There's nothing new under the sun. It's just that we're in different venues. We have different widgets. We have different products. We have different services. Uh, but the truth is, is for the most part, all of us deal with the same thing. It's just some of them have bigger numbers on it uh than others. And so Yeah. We're all trying to solve the same problems.
0: Okay. So I got to ask you a technical question. Come
1: on, ask me Zach.
0: So how do you get people to make those small changes that get the ball rolling? Now we all have to deal with people who give us a little Uh, pushback in the beginning, you know, you're asking them to do something that, that they've never done before. Yeah. So how do you handle it?
1: Yeah. People are stubborn, Zach. Let's just be honest here. People are stubborn. They want to do it their way. Uh, most men, I work with men, you know, there's plenty of women coaches out there, but I work with men, our masterminder for men, and it's because I'm pretty hardcore. I'll just say it, you know, they call me up to the plate. It's like, hey, let's, let's get it on. Let's, let's do what we need to do here in order to get yourself moving forward. And what I've discovered with men is we have a facade we have this persona that we want people to think, Hey, big A's got it all together and he knows what he's doing. Like, that's what we want. But inside I'm crying. I'm going, man, I've never been here. I don't know. I've never been a dad of a 16 year old before. and My marriage has never been in this place before. And I've never dealt with these cash issues before the cash flow problems and like I'm too embarrassed to ask anybody because I want them to think big A's got it all together. Right? Zach, you know what I'm saying? You've been there. I I know what you're saying. But here's what happens when we let that facade down and we invite people in and we can share honestly and openly and we can be vulnerable and we can be transparent in a small environment, not to the world. You don't need to be putting this junk on Facebook and Snapchat and all that stuff I'm talking about in a place with trusted advisors. And you can say, even that guy, $5, $10 million a year, he said, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, he was vulnerable, and he got his problem solved. And see, what we've got to quit doing is pretending like we got it all together because none of us got it all together. We've never been in some of these places before. So find people that similar worldview, similar core values, people that you can trust. Dole out a little bit of information over time to garner their trust and then you can go okay i'm going to be vulnerable and open with these people and they're going to help my life go forward listen i've been involved in mastermind groups now every week for almost 25 years dave ramsey started a group here in nashville dave and i've been friends for 30 years i sponsored his show for 21 years he invited me into his mastermind group and it changed my life for 10 or 12 years we met every wednesday morning And we let that veil down and we were honest and we were vulnerable and we were transparent with each other. And what little bit of success I've had over the course of my life is a direct result of surrounding myself with these trusted advisors. You see, there's strength in the consensus of the multitude. And if you want to go on a really long journey, go by yourself, right? You can go faster, but you can't go near as far when you have a tribe, when you have people around you that's supporting you. Okay. In that vein, we need
0: to talk about something that a lot of people find sensitive. So how does faith impact your work?
1: Yeah, my faith is my world. Uh, I don't want to impose that on anybody. Everybody's got to do their own thing, but I'm Christian by faith. And uh, my first allegiance is to Christ And I'm not going to preach a message and we're not going to take up an offering. But the truth is, is my whole life is predicated on my relationship with, with the King, the Lord of Lords. Uh, that that's where it's not. People ask me all the time. How do you integrate your faith with your occupation? I said, there's no integration. It's all or nothing. It's not a piece of who I am. It's who I am. And out of that, I do the things that God allows me to do.
0: Now, a while back, I spoke with David Skidmore and he shared a lot about how his faith impacted his life and his decision-making process. And we start by, we started out that conversation and we started with, what does impact mean to you?
1: Yeah. impact's just making a difference. Right. And, uh, at the how end important of the day, is that? Well, it's everything. I mean, listen, if we're just working for money every single day, uh, you're going to find out it doesn't scratch the itch. Like you think it's going to, when I was 18 years old, I was broker than a convict. I didn't have any money. My dad didn't have any money. I started my first business. And then when I was 27 years old, Zach, I was able to retire. I sold to a fortune 500 and, uh, it was nice for about 90 days. And after that, I became depressed. I was getting in the bed in the middle of the day. I gained 50 pounds over the next 18 months. My wife come woke me up one day, Zach, and she said, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but you got to get your butt out of the bed and you got to go be purposeful and meaningful and productive. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And she said, go buy another business, start another business, go to work for somebody. I don't care what you do, but you got to get out of this bed. See, because that money didn't scratch the itch like I thought it was going to. See, money is only impactful up to a certain point. People think it's going to make me happy. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Happiness is a choice, not a trait. And when we finally understand that, we understand that there's a much greater purpose in our lives than just making money. Now, don't hear me wrong. I love to make money. I want to make more money, but I've got a plan for it. I know exactly what I want to do with it. I know how I want to help people, help my family. I want to give some money away. I want to give money to my church. Money is a tool and broke people can't help people financially. I want to make money because I love living in a nice house. I got a nice boat, a nice truck. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not my God. It's not the only reason I'm doing what I'm doing. And once we fully realize that, That we've got to have a purpose there's got to be meaning there's got to be a reason that we get up each and every day and listen Zach when we transform the lives of people when we see people say hey I'm a better dad now because of iron sharpens iron mastermind I'm a better husband now because I've got boundaries established I'm better in my community because I'm giving I'm helping in civic organizations because I'm moving the ball down the road I'm helping at the crisis pregnancy center and helping these new moms understand what it is to have a baby." and helping support them, then you're going to be excited and you can't wait to get out of the bed because you're moving the ball down the field in the lives of other people. Listen, it's not all about us. And once we understand that, your life, the, the paradigm shift changes radically, understanding why we were put here and how we can help other people.
0: I want to bring up something that you just, you just touched on what i'm seeing and and talking to people about a lot is what i'm calling this micro exit so it's somebody who started a business and uh they're exiting they're they're getting it they're selling their business but it's not the kind of money where you, it's not f you money yeah it's not the, it's not the kind of money where you gotta right. go out and do nothing else you know the rest sure. you know, you're not gonna buy a private island
1: yeah i got you
0: but it'll change your life yeah and I just wanted to point that out, you know that's you know talking about not wanting to get out of bed, you know, I used to have this thing back in the day where I called it the airplane effect mm. you know you could you could you could count on somebody that had lost that edge, you know they got a little they 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 got a little money mm. in them, a little newfound money,
1: yeah, yeah, and
0: they bought a plane, yeah, and that that was it you know you buy that plane, that's it, you know you know a uh, guy was uh had an opportunity to sell um uh, something called dos to uh micros uh, to ibm mm-hmm. you know it was two competitors it was microsoft and this other company called dr dos and they were fighting it out
1: ms dos
0: no this was this was dr dos you probably haven't oh. even heard of it okay so, so this guy uh the dr dos guy right he came up with stuff Microsoft came up with stuff, too. But what happened was the first guy bought a plane. Yeah. And he was out there doing barrel rolls and enjoying himself. And and IBM came to town. They had they had their appointment set up for him. But he was out doing his thing. You know, he was doing his barrel rolls and whatever. They went on down the road and they bought Microsoft. You know, so Mm. they did the deal with Microsoft and this guy had his plane. And I just see that so, so much with people who've got that, that micro
1: exit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful with that. You've got to set up what your objective is in the beginning. Get yourself in a good place. I believe in getting yourself really comfortable, getting yourself in a place where you're not leveraged to the hilt, where you can take care of your family and sleep well at night. That's okay. But there's a lot bigger picture out there, right? It's not just all about us, and that's what I had to come to discover when I was twenty seven years old
0: now I noticed I got on your website and I noticed that uh you had a login button or you had a button that that sent you off to another site that that basically was about a community, an online yeah. community, yep, you know, and I got this thing about online communities and the login button so How did that happen for you?
1: Well, it simply takes you to Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind. Our site is viewfromthetop.com, and there's three uh, products that we have. One is the Mastermind. One is one-on-one coaching that I do, and we have other people that do coaching, and another one's live events, and we do events called like the Summit. ISI has two events a year. We bring people from all over the world in that do these events and so the community is great for interaction on a daily weekly basis and then twice a year we get together in person so we try to accomplish both right listen let me tell you why we do that in your community wherever you live i know that you're up in virginia there's great people in your area but the world is such a greater place and there's so many other opportunities that abound There's people that are in different industries, different verticals. There's people that you would like to interact with that maybe don't live in your community And this great technology that we have today allows us to be in these video conference rooms where we can interact, build rapport, build trust, and then quarterly, semi-annually, we can meet up in person and develop a real relationship. And so it's just like everything, just like money. It's a tool that allows us to build that rapport.
0: Now, are you trying to grow your groups as I'm right now? Absolutely.
1: You know, I wasn't going to originally, a little backstory, 12 years ago, I retired for the third and final time. I said, I'm done. And Robin goes, yeah, I've heard that before. Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller encouraged me to start coaching. I started coaching. I didn't really want to do it, to be honest with you, Zach. I've been working since I was eight years old. And I said, I don't want to work anymore. I'm tired. I'm ready to go down to St. Martin or somewhere in the, Caribbean and kind of kicked back. And Dan Miller said, That's selfish, man. You need to train and coach and teach. You've been doing this for a long time. If I live until June, Robin and I have been married 43 years. And he said, You need to teach other people how to be successful in their marriage, how to grow their businesses. You've owned a lot of businesses over the course of your career. So I said, All right. So I did. We quickly went to 150 members in our mastermind groups. We have 10 men in each group. And then one day I said, that's it. I'm putting a ceiling on it. And one day in my quiet time, the Lord whispered in my ear. He said, you're going to open that up. You're going to grow because I'll decide when you stop. And I'm like, he said, I give you the talent to do this. And it's transforming men's lives. And they're no longer in isolation. And they got trusted advisors. They got people that can help. He said, you get your butt back out there and get to work. I'll decide when you stop this. So here we go it's hammered down. Let's go. And so God just keeps sending us amazing men from all over the world. We keep meeting and building a tribe. We built a brotherhood now. And uh, I'm having the time of my life, Zach, doing this because it's the fellowship. It's the camaraderie. It's people that love me and care about me. And we do each other and we help each other accomplish all of our goals.
0: Now, did that happen during the pandemic?
1: No, no. I've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. No, the pandemic just made us more popular because okay. people then could get in our community. They were at home. They couldn't get out and had to wear them deck gum mask and all that stuff, and they couldn't get out. It just made what we were already doing more popular. And so I uh, hate it, but uh, the pandemic made us uh, made us recognizable by a lot of people that needed that interaction. Listen, we need people we, we need to be challenged. And if you can't get out of the house, uh, let's get online virtually. Now we're getting back. We're in our groups again. We just finished up last week, a summit, uh, that we did and we're doing another live event in April. And so, yeah, yeah, we're back at it full bore.
0: Okay. The reason I bring that up is because I want to just ask you how you make big decisions. You know, generally, you know, most people had to do something during the pandemic and they had to make some big decision and they had to reach out. They had to reach out and and meet some new people. Sure. So tell me, how do you get people, you know, the the people that you trust to give you guidance? You know, where does that come from?
1: Yeah. Good question. Good question. So first of all, they have to be in alignment. We've already talked about this a little bit. Similar worldviews, they have to be a person that has core values that are similar in nature, right? In alignment. Uh, my personal inner circle, like not just business, but my personal inner circle, uh, I'm, I'm really wanting people of like-minded in faith. I want people that are using the same guidebook that I use to make decisions to come around me. And so for me personally, that's how I do it. So I meditate, I listen, because God said he speaks to us in a small, still voice, and I want to be sure I hear him. And the next thing is, is I pray, and uh, I, I pray regularly. And the next thing is reading scripture, those 66 books he calls the Bible, and then the consensus of the multitude, the people that I surround myself, that align in the worldview and similar faith and core values. And then when they all come into alignment, Uh, That's where I get my answer.
0: Okay. So as we start to wrap up, Aaron, is there anything you wish more people would ask you?
1: You know, the thing that I wish that we could talk about more is the value of building relationships. Uh, I've naturally built relationships over the course of my life, Zach, but I would say that even if you're introverted be a forced extrovert in building relationships a lot of people are quiet they're reserved they're to themselves they don't ask questions and i think you're doing your family and yourself a disservice i think that we need to have trusted advisors around us and if you really look at all the ultra successful people financially personally uh, professionally spiritually they all have a community around them. They all have trusted advisors. They all have people that are in their inner circle. Uh, no man is successful alone. No man. And if you are successful by the world standards, you can become exponentially greater successfully, financially, personally, and professionally by surrounding yourself with other competent people. So I would just simply say build relationships more and never stop okay as a
0: follow-up i think i know the answer to this but i want to give just lay it out there for you what gets you out of bed every day
1: yeah the ability to help transform lives uh, you know money is always a portion of a motivator for the reasons that we talked about earlier uh i have aspirational goals uh there's things that i want to do and accomplish I told you the reason my number one core values relationships matter most, I genuinely care about people and I want to see them win as well. I came home with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers when I was 35 years old. And fortunately my wife had the courage to come up and say, we don't change some things, we're not going to make it. And it rocked me to my core. And I want to help other people establish boundaries. I want to help them be successful. I want to help them prioritize their priorities and win at home, win at business, win spiritually. And we can't do that alone. So I'm beating the drum loudly every single day. you got to get in a community. you got to get people around you. You've got to be vulnerable and transparent, and you got to be authentic. Otherwise, what is the need, man? We die of fraud, and I don't want to do that. So that's what gets me out of bed. Zach, each and every day.
0: Now, is there anything coming down the pike that you feel comfortable telling us about?
1: You know, the only other thing is we've just recently opened up new groups. Uh, If you're interested in uh, aligning yourself in a mastermind group, I would go right now to viewfromthetop.com. Listen, we don't ask you for anything there other than complete the application. It puts you in front of me for 40 minutes. And we talk and we see where you're at, what you're trying to accomplish, what it is that you're trying to do. Now, let me say this. It's a paid program. If you can't afford to be in the program, please do not fill out the application. It's $575 a month. It is the best investment you will ever make in your entire life. I promise you, we guarantee that. We've had hundreds and hundreds of people invest in our program over the years, and I can't even begin to tell you the success that they're having but fill out the application. Let me talk to you. Let me see if I can point you in the right direction. See if you're a good fit for our mastermind. And if you are, that will be great, but you can find the application at viewfromthetop.com. What's the best
0: way to follow you on social media?
1: Yeah. Go to viewfromthetop.com. Again, you can find all of our links to LinkedIn, uh, to Facebook, uh, you know, that's primarily the two social media platforms that we're on, I'm on Twitter a little bit. Uh, but if you'll go there, but the best way to interact with us is just go to our website, uh, get on our mailing list. We have what's called the climb and we send you out very, very helpful information every single week. So subscribe to our newsletter. It's called the climb and you can do that at viewfromthetop.com. Also, Hey Zach, one more thing. Uh, my podcast, go anywhere that you subscribe to a podcast. I'm the host of View From the Top. And so subscribe to my podcast. We put a uh, a podcast out every week and we get we get into it. And so if you like more of what you're hearing now, go subscribe to my podcast, viewfromthetop.com. And go to View From the Top, wherever you get your podcast and subscribe there. Aaron, thank you for joining us on the Subscription Maker Podcast. It's been fun, Zach. We'll see you, buddy. Thanks for having me. This
0: is your host, Zachary Alexander. Please join us next time as we talk about what it takes to tailor a subscription flywheel for your business.